This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Do you spend a lot of money on FOMO? And what does that even mean? This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer. Hey. Uh, what do you I don't even know what this means. FOMO, fear of missing out. And a recent survey, I saw this yesterday and I thought, okay, we need to talk about this because we all might know what. FOMO is the fear of missing out like oh I should really go out to the bar tonight because all my friends are going to be there and if I don't go they're going to all have fun without me and then, then maybe I'll like never be a real human ever again and, anyway couponing101.com is an actual thing anyway mm-hmm. they surveyed a bunch of people to find out how much people are spending to avoid FOMO a, I didn't know you could have spent money to avoid it. B, I kind of think I know what they're talking about. But C, there was also some results about how much we in Minnesota are spending to prevent the fear of missing out. Oh, geez. And it totals about $237 a month Holy or buckets. roughly $3,000 a year. And here's an interesting fact before we get to what this means. We are actually pretty low on the list. Um, in fact, Rhode We're Islanders... low on the FOMO? We are, uh, in terms of how much we spend on FOMO, uh, Rhode Islanders topped the list at $13,354.67 per year. Wow. Versus the low end, right next door, nearby in Delaware. Delaware. I'm in Delaware. Hi, I'm in Delaware. They only spend $1,100 a year. The national average was 3900 So we are just below... The national average in spending money to avoid the fear of missing out. Now, your next question is, what does that mean? What does that mean? Oh, thanks. It's You're almost welcome. like I told you the question. Because you did. Um, people spending money on things like vacations, clothing, bits and pieces, things that make them feel like they're, quote, remember we used to say, FOMO used to be, Keeping up with the Joneses. Right. Right. That's kind of how we used right. to talk about it in the olden days or the grass is greener. Um, one third of people said that they felt sad and excluded after seeing photos of friends and family at a social event they didn't attend uh, or other places that they wanted to go. Um, again, this apparently has to do with not just events, things like concerts, but. Uh, Excuse me. What? Things like concerts and butt. Concerts and butt. Con- maybe I was saying okay. butt. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, yeah, concerts. Um, but okay. that also means vacations as well. Um, so people see things on social media and they're spending money to try to have those experiences so that they, um, you know, again, don't feel like they're missing out. Restaurants, events, health and fitness, makeup and hair products, and clothing. These are all the things that people are spending money on. And I guess I had never really even thought of of that. 
Um, again, feel free to join the conversation. 651-641-1071. Where are you spending money uh, for fear of missing out? I feel like some of this is like subconscious. So I think it's interesting that they were able to quantify how much people are actually spending on it. Yeah, and I don't know what questions they asked in the survey, but what I will say is the 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 areas that people spent money on to... Um, sort of accommodate these social media pressures that they feel because you know they look online and they see oh bob and carlene went to the dominican this year we need to go Mm -hmm. too um actually vacations was at the top of the list that doesn't surprise me 35 percent said that they spend money on vacations uh in an effort to uh meet those social media pressures followed by Restaurants, twenty three percent. Events, things like concerts, etc. Health and fitness, thirteen percent. Makeup and hair, seven percent. Clothing, seven. I don't. I honestly don't ever remember thinking to myself, "Oh, everybody's going to blank. I need to spend money going to blank this year." But apparently, people do. I know. So that's the part that I think is interesting, and and that's what I meant by like I, th- I think it, some of it is so subconscious. You might not even like. I can't figure out how they quantified it. And I'm sure they had a method, but like, for example, maybe my family is thinking about taking a trip or going to a, having a getaway of some sort. Yeah. And I have seen pictures on social media of somebody else going to that place. And I view it as like a recommendation or I see their, it's not about the fear of missing out. It's like, I don't want to have a crappy time at a dumb place, but this family took some great pictures. It looked like it was beautiful. It looked like they had great amenities. Oh, I remember that. Maybe that would be a fun place to go. You see what I mean? I don't think of it as fear of missing out necessarily. I think of it as when I'm, I, it's like an informed selection. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. I have a hard time with the concept of spending money and fear of missing out. I will say actually both 16 and 17% respectively uh, percent of the people that were surveyed admitted that they'd gone on events or trips with photos and social media in mind, meaning like I'm going to be able to show this on social media. That's and so fully, millennial. And the, the, sorry, Holly. That's what? So millennial. Yeah. It's all right. But I don't I think mean, it's just millennial anymore. It's anybody who's on social media because here's the other thing we know. Um, Facebook is the place where people feel the most FOMO. And I don't think that that's a huge millennial experience. Yeah, I think Facebook. you're right. It's turned not millennial. 17% of people that were surveyed said that they've used loans to be able to afford to go somewhere because they didn't want to miss out. That is not how you do it, kids. But I do think it's actually an interesting aspect of life to be explored because we don't, I think, realize the full extent to which social media directs our lives. Yeah. I mean, you really like, I know we like to think we're like free thinkers and independent minds. I mean, sure. But if everybody's doing something and posting about it online, I guarantee that you're subconsciously going to take that on and internalize yeah, it probably. on some level. Well, the the one, the thing like I, my mind immediately goes to, for example, when the Super Bowl experience was here. And it, oh sure, and you, that's a great example. You were seeing everybody there. Now that was most like most of that was free, but like everybody was taking pictures by the big ice Super Bowl sign, right? Mm-hmm. And so you kind of had that thing where you were like, "Oh my, it's gonna be gone, and I really should do that." And or for or well, the or the zip line thing across the 
Mississippi that was happening during that time, right? Yeah. People were clamoring to have that experience. But I do remember, like, we, for example, were kind of like, I'm not buying into that experience. Like, why would I go downtown right. in 30 below weather yeah. to stand in a crowd of people? Yeah. You know, on a street. No, thank you. And then people are like, oh, you're such a wet blanket. It's like, no, I'm warm. No, it's yeah. called Jomo. Yeah. The joy. Joy of missing, of missing out. out. Yeah. I do think that age may have something to do with it, but I, I do think that there are just people, you know, there are different kinds well, of people. And there's probably like sweet spots for different age groups, right? Like, I bet that there is an age group um, that is more apt to go out to fancy restaurants because they see other people posting about them, you know, that kind of thing. Right? Well, and I, I remember, I mean, you know, the, the younger I was, the more I was concerned about missing out. Like I would go do things fully not wanting to do them and I would just be miserable. Oh, I feel like we've all been there. Yeah. Ugh. Right. My problem is this is that I really don't want to do anything. And so on, that doesn't feel like a, a place to be, right? Like that, there's something. I just want to <laughs> crawl into a hole. But I really don't, like honestly, if given the choice between doing X or staying in my house with my creature comforts and my people, 100% of the time, for the most part, I'm going to be like, yeah, I just want to be home with my people watching my movies on my couch. Yeah. That's the truth. But like you do need to get out every twice in a while. Right? It's just well, good for your life. Soul. She's like, I basically am a shut in, but it's important to like open a <laughs> window. It's true. I would rather be at home, but you do gotta get out. It's just the way it is. When we come back, oh, this uplifting I'm conversation. sorry. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have some Kardashian kerfuffle to care oh, for. After more like Kardashians on my talk 1071. Well, the Kardashians are up to something, uh, and we're going to try to get to the bottom of it on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071 streaming live at my talk 1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. What's going on, Bradley? Okay, uh, we need to talk about Kim Kardashian and what she's talking about. So you referenced in that Kim Kardashian, or excuse me, you referenced an interview where the Kardashians were talking about some stuff earlier on The Real Real, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, With Courtney and Chloe. And in that conversation, Kim admits to some stuff. And I want to talk about that stuff and why she's talking about that stuff more specifically. Okay, let's talk about stuff. Kanye West is apparently taking his born-again Christianity very seriously. And Kim is now admitting that there have been fights over his religious journey, which led him to removing TVs from the children's rooms Mm. and making or taking makeup away from Baby North. Quote, He's being very forceful. So, um, also, North is like five or six. I'm just saying, whoever wrote this article and called her baby North. Yeah. yeah. I just want to take issue with that, but go on. Uh, Kim Kardashian said, um, well, they asked her anyway if she supports his new spiritual life journey. Like, what is she going to say? No. Right. Anyway, she goes, I do think that, you know, he is my husband. So I obviously want to honor him and what he's feeling. And he's been going through this life change. And it's mostly about the kids. She goes on to say that her kids, um, he's become increasingly cautious about the type of imagery that's in their home. Like, 
He's getting rid of the TVs in their rooms, removing makeup from North's room. Mm. And he's been, quote, very had this, you know, epiphany of being this not he wasn't an amazing dad, but being a little bit more strict as a dad Mm. and being very forceful on the imagery that's in our household and what they see. So she's so she's saying this now to the untrained eye and to the sort of like initial reaction to the story. Most people be like, oh, that's interesting. Kanye West is becoming more mm, religious. Like, I'm just going to generalize it. Mm-hmm, right. Yeah. And like, oh, that makes sense. Like he's being stricter with his kids. And she's talking about how sometimes it's kind of rough, but she's a wifey and she wants to support him. OK. But this is the Kardashians. Mm -hmm. This is Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. Mm -hmm. So when they talk about what's going on behind the scenes, it is immediately suspect. Mm -hmm. Because everything that the Kardashians do is for a reason. Mm -hmm. And usually that reason involves dollar dollar bills, yo. Mm -hmm. So that makes me wonder. Now, this is not, by the way, the first time we've heard stories like this. Like, my husband is a religious man now, and he's been very critical of some things that Mm -hmm. we've done, and sometimes the construction. When Kim Kardashian is talking about this stuff, what is really going on here? It's so obvious. Okay, tell me. Um, okay, so first I need to like take one step back and uh, look at the timing. We're in November. Yep. What's not on television right now? <sighs> Keeping up with the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. So everything that's happening right now yeah. is the potential storyline for Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Ding, ding, ding. Let me uh, also lay out for you some glaring... Uh, issues with the Kardashian women right now because oftentimes we focus on their relationships. Chloe, not in a relationship. No, but she's fine. She's baby partner. She's fine. Courtney, not in a relationship. No, but she still has a very good relationship with her baby's daddies. Kylie, trying to be in a relationship with Drake, probably can't get Drake to sign on. So there's nothing there, there, right? Mm-hmm. And Kendall, Question mark. So the only thing that they can do to drum up drama is figure out how to drum up some drama between Kim and Kanye. And the only way that they can do that and support his Sunday service and support his tax exempt status as a fake religion. Oh, Oh, I I said it. Sorry. Whoops. Put that. Nope. Don't put it away. Um, The only way you can do that is to. Create some drama in that tension because there needs to be some attention to that because Connie's trying to make money off of that right now. So I, what I hear you saying is that this is not real. And even if it is like if he was like, I think my kids should not have lipstick, that they're trumpeting this stuff mm-hmm. in an attempt to make conversation in social media, yep. on actual media, and therefore eventually... The next season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Well, and all look at how the they're above. painting all the scenes, right? So we're going to see a scene of him taking away North's makeup also, and taking the TVs away. Can we just talk about how... And here's the other thing that I wanted to get at. Again, we're talking about Kim Kardashian's penchant of late for throwing Kanye under the bus. Because what she's really doing is being like, oh, he's really hard to deal with. Cause, but it's like for a good cause because it's like religion. It is the most asinine uh, telling of a tale that a lot of people can actually probably relate to. Mm-hmm. Like they're just so cookie cutter 
cheap and lazy. They're cookie cutter. They're, they're cookie cutter. They're cheap and lazy because what is this, 1950? Right. Or, uh, okay, 1980? Mm-hmm. Like, nuclear family like dad is the guy who sets down the law and mommy's she's the one the kids run to because daddy's just a big mean daddy and he's gonna try to instill some religion in these kids what this is but see this is how the kardashians operate they they because they have to like fit this into like half hour episodes yeah and so and it has to be something that will play out on the national stage um for a period of time and maintain people's interest until they roll out the show yeah. so that people will still want to watch the show to see yeah. what kind of conflict I guess when they're they drawing want, I, I argue, like, all right, I don't argue. I then ponder who's enjoying that story. I mean, apparently enough people that that dumb show is well, still in the air. Well. And they're still lining their pockets. We'll, we'll find out, I guess. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have dumb people doing dumb things. Idiots. Crazy, stupid idiots. We got to tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071. People doing dumb things. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And these are your crazy, stupid idiots. Well, then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things that look like dumb people doing dumb things, oftentimes in the state of Florida. Where are we going first? Oh, wouldn't you like to know? Well, I would. That's why I asked. But if you don't Florida! want to tell me, that's fine. <gasps> Yay! Okay, let's go to Disney World. <gasps> oh, I want to. Who oh, should we? Place, the place Do you ever. like the princesses? Uh, sure, yeah. Take your photo with the princess. And, you know, kind of a long line for not really a great reward, but whatever. Okay, that's just me. Whatever. Let's say your favorite was Ariel. I do love Ariel. because well, she's got the red hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, but do. anyway. We like each other. Um, I want to take you to a Saturday afternoon at Disney World's Magic Kingdom. Oh, it sounds lovely. To Ariel. And Ariel was there uh, taking some photos. And, uh, well, there was this couple, okay, Mm -hmm. that decided to take their pictures with Ariel. And one of the couple's name was Brian Sherman. Okay. And Brian Sherman is 51 years old. Okay. He and his wife were there. And they were like, I would like to take a picture with Ariel. Okay. Uh, so they, they. I mean, she shows up. There's, yeah, uh, there's yeah, like an area line, called Ariel's Grotto, and she'll like sit there on her rock, and you can take pictures of her. It's cute. Yeah. So they got in line. Sure. Uh, Mr. Sherman was very excited. Very excited to see Is Ariel. Is that a thing for mermaids? Well, I don't know. But he started holding her very tightly. Oh. In fact, she said, uh, the Disney worker, that she was pinned between you the mean couple. Ariel. Actual mermaid. But now I'm talking about a victim, so let's just be careful. Okay, sorry. The Disney worker who said she was pinned between the couple told police that she was uncomfortable because, you know, at Disney they've been trained that it's inappropriate to photograph a Disney princess when a guest has their arm wrapped around the princess character. Mm. Like, that is not acceptable. Mm -hmm. You don't touch the princess that way. Yes. Now, um... That is when some stuff happened. And that's what we need to talk about. And I want you to know everybody's fine. 
But there is a victim in this particular story. Mr. Sherman, cops allege, while he was holding her tightly, reached around Ariel, cupped, and lifted no. her breast no. for several seconds. No! The victim said that only a thin, skin-tight fabric separated her bare bosom from the defendant's mm-hmm. thumb and forefinger. Now, uh, this happened, and it was very awkward and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. The good news is, uh, this was reported, and um, at the end of the day, he was arrested. Now, here's what's shocking and disturbing about this. Mm. I mean, other than what he did. Yeah. He is a convicted sex offender. Okay. Can we get a check? On those, uh, he was convicted at the uh, Disney World for the sexual abuse of the children. Oh my gosh! And he's at Disney World. I kind of feel like he shouldn't be. It's, it's um, yeah, that's not. Oh, so it just makes me not want to be a Disney worker because I just feel like people touching you all the time. Are you not allowed? I would hope that you can't like. It's just like I would just be like, like let's not touch them. I feel like they're so they have a minder, like I don't, you know, I don't know if that's what they're called, but they have like a cast member Who who's in plain clothes, who's there to help them. Yeah. Um, and they usually and they very like kindly will try to kind of create the space in between you, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I feel like your spidey senses would be tingling all the time. When you were, you know, because strangers get into your space and like, well, and I just feel like Disney World is ripe for creepers. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and it just gives a, you know, it gives a bad name to people. Why we can't have nice things. And then pretty soon they're not going to allow you to get close to these people because Mr. Sherman wants to cop a feel. He's nasty. That's nasty. I'm trying to look for him on Facebook. It is really difficult to find him. Well, I don't feel like he's the kind of guy that spends a lot of time on Facebook. I know, but you know, I kind of feel like he spends a lot of time on the internet and he's not looking at good things. That's nasty. All right. uh, For our next story, we're going to go to Alabama um, and we're going to meet a guy by the name of Christopher. Oh, hi, Christopher. Christopher Shock. Do we call him Chris? Um, No, we're going to call him Christopher because, you know, What's his name? Christopher Shock. Um, he got himself into some trouble. So here's what happened. The garbage man, garbage person. I don't, you know, the garbage sanitation human. Sanitation worker. The sanitation worker came to collect Mr. Shock's garbage and noticed that Mr. Shock seemed to have thrown away a lot of money in the garbage. Oh, that's awkward. Just tossed a bunch of bills in the garbage. And the... Trash worker was like, oh, well, this is interesting. Uh, took those bills out of the garbage and noticed that they were printed on regular paper. Oh. Turns out Christopher Shock was trying to counterfeit money, but he had to run a few tests on the regular paper. And apparently the forgeries looked really real. But once you got your hands on them, you could tell it was just on like printer paper. Yeah. Um, and here's how once the garbage person, the sanitation worker turned these fake bills into the cops, here's how they figured out who was doing this. Now I would think like they might remember the place they collected the garbage from and then, but they, you know, they have to put it on one person. One of those fake bills was printed on, um, 
a receipt from oh, the God. Alabama Pardons and Paroles Department. Oh. And on that receipt, it had Mr. Shock's full information, including his full name and his birth date. So this guy's a winner. Yeah. Now, check this out. The penalty for forgery in Alabama is up to 20 years in prison per bill. Whoa. So if they're not messing around, no, they're not because there were, there were like, uh, there was a good handful of 20 and $50 forged bills. Um, It looks like he's also been doing it for a really long time. They think he has already put 10 to $30,000 worth of his fake bills into circulation. Oh, that sucks. And then what if you're like one of the people who got them? So I, wonder about that like if i get dollar bills or like if i just get bills i just use my bills am i responsible i mean like if i like you know somebody gives me a few dollars i go oh that's the money so then i put it in my money slot and then if i want to use it i hand over the money and if i don't realize it's a fake bill i have in my wallet well, yeah you're at risk for I'm passing counterfeit money surely but you're also out that money if somebody confiscates it like let's say you got a hundred dollars from somebody for like whatever you he bought a, a couch yeah you're not getting the, uh your couch back and uh you're out that hundred dollars and yeah you might be going to jail like i would go to jail i mean you're i'm not saying you would go to jail i'm saying you'd be at risk yeah. for going to jail because how are they to know? Oh, man. Like, what if the person who it's you a gave a hundred dollars bill is like, this is counterfeit? Well, you are now trying to. How do they know you didn't intend to use the counterfeit money? It's a good point. Yeah. So don't check your dollars. Check your dollars. Also, who's giving you a hundred dollars? How do I check my dollars? You go online to the treasury and see because there's all sorts of safety things in your money nowadays. Am I supposed to do that every time I get money? No, no. I don't want to get arrested. I mean, I feel Don't like worry. this You'll is be a really arrested. hard show for me because suddenly now I'm worried about my doorbell and now I'm worried about That's the money. an earlier conversation about your her her and you're fine. Okay. Uh, although, talk to your husband. Come on in! I haven't cleaned, but... Uh... Can I tell you a story quickly? Yeah. Let's go to Louisiana. I want to tell you about a drunk guy. So a drunk guy over the weekend was at the Walmart and he was like, I'm drunk. I am drunk. I don't want to drive my car. I love it when people skip around drunk singing about how drunk they are. Right. Um, well, you know, he. It, it's good, though, that Bryce Williams, 32 years old uh, from Denham Springs, Louisiana, did not want to be arrested driving his car. Yeah, that is that shows some decision making skills. Yes. However, he didn't think this all the way through because he was afraid, yes, that he would get a DUI if he drove his own car. So he decided, I've got I got a better idea. I know what I'm gonna do here at the Walmart. He took his pants off. Oh. Helicoptered his Schwanson group. No. No, actually he didn't do any of that. What he did do (laughs) was stole an electric shopping cart. Oh. Mm-hmm. And tried to ride away. How far away did he live? Uh, I don't know exactly, but How far did he a, get? about a half a mile, I think. Hmm. No, actually, he had made it a half a mile on the stolen wow uh, motorized scooter mm-hmm. cart thing. I thought that's fa- farther than I thought. It, it probably would go. took him like three hours. Let's be honest; those, <laughs> those things do not go fast. <laughs> but the police were like, "We see you. We're walking <laughs> up to you. Please stop." Okay, we're just going to hold on to you. Um, <laughs> 
So he thought he would deal with the DUI by driving the motorized scooter. The yeah, problem is, out. we all know this mm-hmm. because you've been listening faithfully to Crazy Stupid Idiots for years mm-hmm. now. It doesn't matter what you're driving. No. If you're driving something impaired, mm-hmm. you can be arrested. Also, here's mm-hmm. a no- little known fact. You can just be hanging out impaired and get yeah. arrested in some places. Yes. Yeah. Uh like, for example, I just like to throw this out there because I see these things all the time. Now this is turning into a PSA. But you know those motorized scooters that are hanging all over the Oh, like the line city? scooters? Yeah, that you can, like, get the app and then you can... Yeah, they're bing, fun. And then you go. Uh-huh. Yeah. So don't think that you're, like, gaming the system if you're, like, I'm not, I'm not going to drive home because if I get intoxicated, I'm just going to take one of those. You can still get... Yeah, because you're operating some kind of vehicle. Exactly. I don't know what the what our actual city ordinances are, but I imagine that if you are operating some sort of vehicle, mm-hmm. even if it's a lime scooter under the influence, yeah, it counts. Yeah, I feel like we've done a good job here today. Notified people of a lot of things. I mean, at least we talked about some idiots, That's and true. we are not them. For once. Phew. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show each and every day, 2.45, we play a little game. It's the Throwback Throwback Live, Live. and we're going to do that after this on My Talk 107.1. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.